Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You are listening to episode 56, Master List of Social Emotional Skills to Teach. We as preschool teachers, we know a lot about social emotional behaviors. Just think about how many times you may have intervened in a squabble between children or comforted a crying child, maybe calming an angry one or helping a child solve a problem. It's probably quite a bit. But in all honesty, sometimes doing these things over and over again can make us feel a little bit insane. If you find yourself wondering, why can't these children just play nice, or I felt like I've said this over and over again, and you're putting fires out left and right, I understand your frustration. It can be a feeling of insanity, a feeling of frustration, and kind of a feeling of never-endingness, if that's even a word. (laughs) But through the years, I've realized that a lot of it has to do with my perception of the situation and how I'm letting that insanity kind of creep in on myself. So what I've started doing is flipping my own script because the reality of the situation is children will be children, right? They are not born knowing all the things. And when I remind myself of that, I'm able to give more empathy, right? I'm able to be like, okay, remember, these are tiny humans. They may not have had many interactions with other children. Maybe they have not been taught these skills. So if we really kind of flip that script, I found it's easier for me to say, okay, well, I can teach them. When I take it from the perspective of children aren't born knowing how to zip their coats, And they also aren't born knowing how to handle emotions or conflict or social situations. So what do we do? We teach them to zip their coats and we teach them to handle emotions, conflict, and social situations. But the not so funny thing is that even though social emotional skills are so incredibly important, sometimes they're kind of put on that back burner because, you know, they're not academic skills. They aren't easily put onto paper. There's no test that we do that accurately measures how good they are at social emotional skills outside of just observing and interacting, right? There's no score in a grade card. And so, you know, sometimes that means it just gets pushed off because those academic things are expected and they're things that we have to report on. And so those get front and center stage while social emotional learning just kind of gets pushed off. But I am a huge, huge supporter of social emotional learning. And I actually argue that learning how to handle one's emotions and those interactions with others in a positive way is a huge part of being a successful human being. 
If you just think about later in your preschoolers' lives, they're going to need to be able to handle emotions without hurting others or themselves. And they will need to be able to interact with others at their job and in their relationships and with authority figures. And knowing how to count to a million alone won't be enough because of the social society that we live in. So my preschool friends, it starts with us because many times the first time some children are interacting with other children that are outside of their family unit is in our classrooms. And so we really are that starting off point and we can help our littlest learners learn all about social emotional skills. We can be that catalyst. So the question is now what things should we be teaching? Usually we think about sharing, being kind, taking turns, and those things are very important to teach children. And there's even more skills. So with the help of castle.org, I have created a chart that really helps me kind of map out the things that I can be teaching my preschoolers in the realm of social emotional learning. And I kind of want to walk over this chart with you, but of course it will be in the show notes. And this chart is laid out in a way that really lends itself to skills we can help children learn at the beginning of the year and then progressing towards the end of the year. So a lot of these skill areas can be looked at as sequential based on the age and where our children are. So the very first place that I like to start at the beginning of the year with my young children and social emotional skills is self-awareness. Now this is in the realm of personal or self and it's things that they see, not necessarily things that they are doing yet, kind of things you're teaching them and helping them understand. So this might be recognizing one's emotions. So going through, you know, a social emotional unit, or sometimes we go through all about me units when we talk about emotions, but recognizing, being able to name those emotions, also recognizing your own strengths, showing self-confidence, having a growth mindset, recognizing one's uniqueness, so how we're all different and unique, and then self-efficacy, the belief in one's ability to succeed, that you can do this, that you are a learner. So it really starts with self because we need them to know they have great foundation in their emotional skills and a great understanding that they are strong, they're self-confident, they they can do hard things. Then we move into the social awareness section. This section is in the social realm. So with others, about others, but we're still in the what I see, not the what I do. So again, we're going to be helping them learn and understand these ideas, teaching them to have empathy for others, teaching them to celebrate the differences of people and having respect for others. So knowing that there are people outside of their own bubble, and sometimes this is a little bit harder for our younger children because they're so egocentric. But as we reach that four and five age, we can start really seeing this, right? We can see them having the empathy and the understanding for a friend or the respect that they don't want to play with you right now and kind of giving them that space. We can start kind of seeing some of that and we can also start teaching some of that as well. 
Now for this next section, we're moving out of the what I see and kind of what I'm understanding into the what I do. And this one is back to that personal self realm, and it's called self-management. So this is when they can begin to show some impulse control. They can learn how to manage stress and emotions. They can learn to control one's feelings a little bit, start showing maybe some self-motivation or working towards a goal. Maybe they're starting to organize things and routines. Anything that kind of goes under that whole, I've got myself under control and I can start kind of taking steps to keep myself under control is what we're looking at in the self-management section. I want to take a moment and point out that while all these skills are great and wonderful and we wish all of our children could have them as they leave our preschool classroom, that's just not always the case. So I think it's important to point out that while these are things that we can teach our children, work with our children on, they aren't expectations. They aren't an end-all be-all of what we want them to have going out the door. We want to expose them to these things. We want to start that ball rolling with the expectation that not every child is there yet, right? They're all moving at different paces when it comes to social emotional skills, just like they are with academic skills. It's just all about exposure. All right, let's jump to the fourth section called relationship skills. This is under the social or with others column here. And we're looking at what I do again. So these are things that they're actually doing, not just understanding. Some skills in the relationship skills section would be using communication with peers, having positive social engagements or interactions, building relationships with others, so those friendships, working as a member of a team. And this may come or go, right? That you may see this when they're building a tower together. You might start seeing some of that emerging. Now on to the last section, and this section gets a caveat because while we can teach these skills and model these skills to children, these are more in-depth skills that our children may not exhibit, may not always, you know, get to, but it's something that we can kind of put out there. So this is the decision-making section And it really falls under self and social because it's things like evaluating how a problem was solved. This might look like if you taught a child how to ask a friend for a turn and they were able to get a turn, then they can go back and say, look, that worked. That problem was solved in a way that worked versus the way I was doing it before, kicking and screaming. Now, sometimes that is pointed out by us, right? They may not always come to that conclusion right then, but that might be an example of how they evaluate how that problem was solved. Another skill, reflecting back on situations. Maybe something they have done hurt a friend's feelings and they reflect back on that hurt their feelings. I'm not going to do that again type of thing. Um, Another skill, making ethical decisions. So knowing right from wrong, you know, even when it's hard making that decision of doing the right thing. And, you know, this is why I love a lot of literacy for this, because 
you know, many times there's characters in books that they can relate to because they want to keep the thing. So for example, Mo Willems book, um, Should I Share My Ice Cream? Elephant Piggy Book. You know, Elephant's really struggling with that ethical decision of should I share this with my friend Piggy? And they can relate to things like that. And so we can use literacy and activities to really kind of bring in these ideas in a way that's relatable to our children. Another skill under the decision-making section is identifying problems. So I do hear students do this sometimes. Oh, we have a problem, right? Maybe it's just a problem with a toy that, you know, is stuck or something stuck in it. Or maybe it's even a problem with peers. Oh, we got a problem. They're upset at each other. Really starting to notice that there's a problem because later then they can begin to solve those problems with our support. What could we do? Do you have any ideas? Hmm, she looks angry. Wonder what we could do. Noticing aloud and starting to help them learn how to solve their own problems. Okay, that is the end of the chart. I'm hoping you can see that there's just a plethora of social emotional skills that we can be teaching and modeling for our children constantly. So if you're ever stuck in the, well, I really want to help my children learn social emotional skills because I believe they're important, but I'm not really sure what, this is a great chart for you. So it will be in the show notes at www.lovelycommotion.com slash episode 56. And I also wanted to let you know that I did make my own lesson plans around each one of these sections that are on the chart, because I felt that while teaching in the moment is the number one most important thing for me, teaching social skills in that moment when they're needed is number one for me. I also found a need to kind of put it all out there for everyone, teach it all in a whole group so that we have a shared experience to go back on. So for example, we did a lesson around waiting and how waiting is hard. And so we learned about the word patience and we sang a song about patience and we were we read the book Waiting is Hard by Mo Willems and we did an activity that surrounded sorting whether these children on the cards were being patient or not. So this was a social emotional lesson. And then later when we're seeing people pushing in the line or hurry up, go, go, go. I can later go back to that whole group. Remember when we learned about patience and remember Gerald had to wait. Sometimes waiting's hard, but we have to wait. Just drawing back on that experience is so much more powerful than just saying, oh, have patience or patience means wait quietly or whatever it is that you might say. Drawing back on that has such a bigger impact because it was something we did together and it was a book they enjoyed together and they really understood the characters and through the activities and the song, we were able to make it memorable and make it meaningful So now they draw back on that. So that is why I found that this has been so incredibly helpful for me. And then the best part is sometimes I hear other students saying, remember, waiting's hard, but we have to wait. And so I'm not even saying it, which is amazing. 
If you'd like more information on these whole group lessons, I will leave a link in the show notes. Again, it's www.lovelycommotion.com slash episode 56. Thank you so much for listening today, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.